0: you know what fellas the last time we were chatting we were chatting about the mvp draft drama we were sitting here and we're looking at all these rumors that surfaced no source shefty and we really started thinking about what impact does that have what impact does the roger drama have on players like Devontae Adams, we talked about that. We're starting to see that play out a little bit. Potential free agents and seeing how they're seeing this draft drama unfold. And that's something that we got to, I mean, Rodgers even kind of talked about that in his presser recently, gentlemen, where he said, people are coming to Green Bay to play with me. Green Bay is not, Green Bay is not a vacation destination is what he said. <laughs> 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 he, he, he went uh, he straight. He, he didn't sugarcoat it. Guys are coming here to play with me. So we talked about that stuff. We talked about even back then on May 11th, we talked about can Brian Gutekunst and Mark Murphy fix this thing. All along we've kind of always felt that they could. I would say that I was more on the side of like I was irritated with Aaron Rodgers. I think Zach was more right away on team Aaron Rodgers and kind of screw the front office from the jump because he's kind of shared some of these these feelings that Aaron shared in this recent presser. But overall, we kind of thought that it, it could get fixed, but it's it started getting ugly and it started getting to the point where everything that was coming out was just rumors and it was just frustrating more than anything and i'm like there's no reason for us to talk about this stuff we had camp coming up on the 27th of july and i'm like by then if he's not there we'll have something to talk about something legitimate to talk about i think now guys we're at the point the draft is behind us this drama for now is behind us even Devonte adams is at camp it's football time gentlemen go
1: pack go for sure all right <laughs> I mean, it's, it's
0: football time. I mean, that's right. enough of the draft drama, enough of the no-source Shefty, enough of all this stuff that's going on. They're about to put the pads on next week, guys. Here we are doing what we love to do, talking about football. You know, speaking of no-source Shefty,
2: I honestly feel he needs to issue an apology to all the players that were drafted in April, leaking some bullshit that didn't really have a lot of support. I mean, it was there's nothing to it. It was just a very general generalized statement, oh, he wants to be traded without any sources at all and took away from that day. I lost so much respect for that piece of shit. Like, every time I saw a report from from him, I had to, like, double check three different sources just to make sure it was, like, somewhat
3: accurate. Yeah, I'll add to that too, Brett, and after Aaron Rodgers' press conference last week, I think uh, that pretty much confirmed that the Packers leaked that to Schefter's people or Schefter directly because Rodgers said he he didn't leak it and he knows none of his agency did, so someone within the Packers wanted that leaked and they wanted it leaked on draft day, it sounds like, because they wanted they wanted to either A, for Aaron to say something, or B, try to trade him because they you know, they'd said earlier they were gonna try to trade him. Obviously that tone changed as we got closer to training camp. The Packers realized, oh crap, maybe we don't want to trade Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. But it just it just got old listening to Schefter not really come with anything with teeth and just try to get clickbait out there. And a lot of other writers they stayed away from it and they just reported what news actually came out, not just a bunch of hearsay from behind the scene. I think Schefter lost a lot of fans through this whole ordeal.
1: Oh, I, I definitely agree, Zach, and kind of what Brett stated too, that it's, it's everything now you look from him, right? You wonder if it's if it's legit or not. And for me, it was the Dan Patrick interview that I, with uh, Schefter, when uh, Dan Patrick directly asked him, "What sources do you have? Because well, it's just a general feeling. Well, what is that supposed to mean? That could be anything. <laughs> um, that, to me, indicates what his goal was in all this was to stir the pot it wasn't to, to report what was actually being said by Aaron Rodgers or, or even the Green Bay Packers. So I do think Zach's right that I think the Packers had more to gain from a PR perspective, and they probably did leak some stuff. They certainly leaked some stuff two or three weeks after that when they were, all, oh, yeah, well, we gave them the, the largest extension, making him the highest played player in the NFL and all these other things because they, they didn't want the stigma of being like, oh, we're going to have Hall all-fame quarterback with we're going to kick him out. you know that's, And someone who's said he wants to stay here, so yeah, I, I think I think Sheffer's I think Sheffer legitimacy took a real real hit. Well deserved that it took a real big hit. I don't know if I'll ever be able to trust him again, honestly.
0: I mean Aaron Rodgers punted on that trade question in his presser too. Yep. Nope, so I maybe, I mean, there could be something there. He might not have had the sources or or didn't want to reveal who it was or what it was, but I think there was some smoke to a lot of the things that he said. The way he did it, I think was, was pretty classless it's clear that Aaron Rodgers wasn't happy. That part of it is definitely true. So it, it's kind of hard to to sit here and say that what he said didn't have any validity at all because I think that we're kind of seeing that play out a little bit. Oh, definitely. Right? I've never seen a presser like that before.
2: Uh, from a player from any sport. It was honest. It was eloquent. It wasn't like, it wasn't attacking. I liked how we said that he's not a victim in this. He understands like it's a business and he just, that side of the business, he didn't want to be Charles Woodson. He didn't want to be Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews. Hell, he even mentioned Brett Gude, a long snapper. He understands it and he's like, hey, I'm here to play if and only if I'm not just a lame duck and you guys are going to shit
0: on me next year. So he he took control of his future is what he was beyond the you know the candid nature of that of that conversation of that press conference because that's what it felt like it felt like he was just having a conversation with friends and really opening it up about how he felt about it and I think to be honest I think that was the way to go for all these months of silence and and kind of letting people speak for him and letting the rumors float out there I think for him coming out gentlemen and really laying it out there like that was exactly what needed to happen but what are your thoughts Thoughts overall, what was said? I mean, did that press conference make you feel any differently about the front office or Aaron Rodgers? I don't feel any different towards Aaron Rodgers, really. Um, I like that he came
2: out and finally talked about what was bothering him versus the passive aggressiveness that we we saw all offseason from him. Sure, offended to bits and pieces, riddles that he's talking. You know, it was frustrating as a fan just hearing the riddles and not getting to the root of what the problem is. But at the same time, shed a lot of light on the back end of the front office of how things work. Seeing Goody's presser the next day where he's kind of backpedaling a little bit, saying, oh, no, that's not exactly true, and oh, we, we offered contracts, and Roger said that you offered contracts, but also load ball players. I mean, it's common knowledge that Jordy got lowballed something fierce on his contract. He was like, I'm not gonna get low ball," so that's why they cut him. It's, it's so hard, hard to see and hear
3: Green Bay just shit over their stars. It's, yeah. There's a long, long list of that for for a very long time. It's just one of those things where it's like Packers have tried to build this mystique and a lot of our fan base, you know, we're the Green Bay Packers, who are so great. There's been players for 12, 13, 14 years that have been saying that maybe maybe we're just a little brainwashed that the organization doesn't treat its players the way that everybody on the outside thinks that they do. And this isn't just Goody. I mean, this goes back to when Mark Murphy began as the president and CEO, maybe even before that. It's Definitely just to bad. me, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like, okay, you know, Goody obviously proved in that presser that he's got some people issues, like he does not have people skills. When your star comes out and says, you know, these players were let go and didn't feel good about how they were let go Go and there was no conversations and he comes back out and essentially to me it sounded like his tone was saying oh no that's not true like pretty much calling rogers a liar obviously none of us are in those rooms so we don't know exactly what happened but rogers seems like a pretty candid dude when he decides to speak he, he tells what's on his mind so to me it's like how do you come out the next day of a guy you finally got to camp that was probably 50 50 at best and he's there and you're gonna come out the next day and pretty much refute half of what he says that just frustrates me it shows that you don't have people skills what he could have done and could have said was, you know, there's some, some things that Aaron and I in the front office need to work on. We hate that he feels that way, but we're going to work on it this year and we'll see what happens. But that he didn't take the opportunity to do that and take the high road and that's, I think, a telling sign of this is definitely Rodgers last year in Green Bay, as much as I hate to admit it. Yeah, I feel the same way, Zach,
0: when I was hearing, hearing Goody speak after hearing, basically hearing his quarterback lay into him for like 40 minutes. I said this to you guys in a chat. How do they actually fix this? Because Goody basically was calling Aaron Rodgers a liar on a bunch of this stuff, even uh, the way they treat players. He he, he basically, like, that's not true. He was just like, I don't know, man. I don't know how they get to a level. Because there was even a point in the presser where somebody asked Goody if he watched it. And then he said, Aaron Rodgers uh, defined your relationship as professional.
1: (laughs) 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 Just like, <laughs> <But> <laughs> just like,
0: Goody's response basically was like, yeah, we have to try to be professional. So I think he knows that they do not get along and that, that his MVP quarterback does not like him. And I think that's telling because for a while we were trying to figure out who it was
1: that he didn't like. I think we know now. Well, I mean, I kind of do, I kind of agree with that Dexter, but kind of what follow up with what Zach said though, is that you talked about how previous years that this has been a pattern for him. This was a pattern, certainly under Favre, too, where they refused to go all in and to make the team better. And it wasn't just the drafting of Rodgers, but it's passing on Randy Moss when they could have signed him. It's signing various players over the course of Favre's tenure that could have made him a better team, give him another chance to win a Super Bowl. Happening for Rodgers probably for the past three or four years where they could have got guys like this. And what I think the culture things that Rodgers was kind of alluding to in the press conference have to do with the fact that they don't go all in and they don't keep their best players or they don't keep players who are good in the locker room. And I think that the thing that's most concerning isn't just Rodgers. It's Z. It's it's all these players who are in the top of their careers were extremely important to the Packers are having these same feelings so when you look at QB versus management and that's always a thing that's happened football as long as there's been football but when these when you have other star players doing the same thing that indicates the front office is creating a different kind of culture problem and these are the kind of problems back when I was because I'm the old man here these are the type of problems that we had in the 80s where we developed these really great players. James Lofton, first ballot Hall of Famer, goes to the Raiders, ends up with the Bills, gets him four Super Bowls. Tim Harris, great linebacker, left after four years, went to the San Francisco 49ers, became a Super Bowl champion. We kind of like a couldn't recruit anybody to replace them until as we all know, the great Reggie White. This is the kind of problem that I think the, the front office is getting into and I think Aaron is actually trying to help the Packers. He's trying to help them. We don't want to go back to that kind of model. He even said
0: that. He said, I'm trying to help them avoid some of the mistakes they made in the
1: past. mistakes
0: no like that. He said that. He did yep. say that. Yep. He's yep. like, I mean, and to that point, he said, Green Bay is not a vacation destination. Why aren't they using me as a recruiting tool? You know. So, to that point, he mentions that in the offseason he works out with various
2: NFL players. players. And, different, yeah. and he's like, <laughs> I'm telling them this guy's good. Why not use me as a scout? I'm actually working out with this dude and I can see what he can do up close versus through film. Dexter, the one point that you just made, like he says that people come here to
0: play with me. If Rodgers leaves next year, who are they coming to play with? Yeah, what free agents (laughs) come into Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Unless Jordan Love keeps lighting it up. I mean, it seems like he's having a pretty good start to camp too. Unless they see it, right? Seeing is believing. Until yeah. they see that Jordan Love is legit, it's going to be hard to get players to come to Green Bay.
1: And it's you also know, hard, it's also hard though, if, if this is the perception how they treat their great players, why is someone going to want to risk? Right, I mean, and there? look how it's playing out with
0: arguably guys, and we had this poll in our Facebook group, the best player to ever play for the organization. Yeah. Nope. If it's happening to him, think about that. <laughs> it's happening to Aaron Rodgers, who is arguably one of the best to ever play to play the game, some people think he's the best quarterback. I mean, and that's debatable. But think about that: if it's happening to Aaron freaking Rodgers, it, it can happen to anybody. I don't know if it's happening to Rodgers. Rodgers is trying to avoid it from happening to him. I mean, what do you call since the draft? What do you call that? He said that has been happening for years.
2: Yeah, i it for years.
0: the man himself has said
2: that it's happening. Happening. That's it, all I'm saying. It, it has been happening for years to other players. I mean, he a laundry list of players he, he talked about that were still, still went on to do some good
0: outside of Green Bay after they left. I'd say the majority of them didn't. So uh, I think that's something okay. that we got to put out there. Most of them did not yep. do anything. So a couple of them did. And I mean, you're going to have that sometimes, but I do think that most of the players that got let go were let go at the right time. That's kind of how I feel but there are a couple in there, especially like the rumors of Charles Woodson willing to take a pay cut. Like, I think that's a guy that you got to make an exception for. I think letting Julius Pepper stay around for another year was definitely worth it. Micah Hyde not getting a contract at all is ridiculous. I would Casey say Hayward. that. I mean, Casey Hayward, he was one too. He was hurt a lot for us. And then he went to the Chargers and just kind of had this string of just incredible football. Right? Healthy, You're he, right did. There he did, yeah. he did. He I mean, for that. us, for us,
3: he was... Was hurt guys. Yeah, when he was yeah. healthy, he was good, but he, he never so got to that next level. Yeah, was it was like hurt.
0: his. It, it goes back to that that old saying there. Your best ability is your availability. Yep. Yeah. And that was an issue for us with Casey Hayward. When he was out there for us, he was great. We had we had major injuries, multiple years with him. So it was just like always a hamstring. And you know, those hamstrings are just like they never get better. So he get back out there and kind of tweak it again. Or, he was never healthy for us. a great player. Yeah, I mean. <laughs>
2: Man, it's 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 so hard to, like, root for either Rodgers or uh, the organization based on it all played out. All the vagueness, I already touched on this a little bit. The passive aggression of some Rodgers maddening. Yep, it is. No, that turned me off as much as he, hearing about the organization treating their players like shit. Because, like, I want some some substance. I want to know what the hell is going on. I don't want to sit here and just be all vague and, like, speculate because how much speculation do we do on some of these uh, uh, podcasts? Just this year? when we're talking about uh, J.J. Watt and it's it's damn near a sure thing and we're like, oh shit, no it's
0: not. That's why we we took the hiatus during this freaking drama because it was just like, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to keep talking about the same stuff over and over and
3: over and over and over and over. when we didn't know what the hell was going on. And I think part of the passive aggressiveness goes back to Rodgers, what he said finally said at his press conference that he was hoping that this would stay behind closed doors and stay in house and it, it didn't get leaked from him. It got leaked from somebody else what obviously he was saying the Packers essentially, you know, they were leaking it. So I think for him, he just, he wanted to enjoy his time off. He wanted to enjoy his time with his fiance, travel the world, do their thing, play a little golf, you know, whatever. And it got leaked, so then everywhere the dude went, he's getting asked about it, which of course he is. He's one of the best players in the NFL. Of course, something like that, he's going to get asked about. Had it been handled in-house, none of us would have known any better. Who knows how it would have turned out. We could have got to camp, and Rodgers could have held out, because maybe, maybe going public helped them actually come to an agreement for him to at least show up this year we don't know what happened or, you know what would have happened had it not been public i do understand his frustration As you guys know i've, I've had roger's side on this pretty much from the beginning and even i got a little frustrated with just hearing about it every day i just wanted a solution you know i'm just glad that he's in camp we got one more crack at it and let's hope he can end his career in green bay potentially with a, another super bowl ring and then everybody's happy and, and we move on to the jordan love era
1: oh, and he's all in I think that's the one thing that we have to say here, guys. He is yeah. all. He did say that. He's like, he, he put that
0: out there. He's like, I am all there. He also yeah. said he's not closing the door on getting this thing
3: fixed, either. This nope. Which is great. We're you just know, great.
0: coming into a gentleman after the draft and after seeing how this played out for a few months, this is pretty much the ideal situation. Yeah, it's best. Best it could be, really. At this so, point. At this I, point, this is about from the organization side, I think they really kind of got their cake and. He's, they're eating Aaron Rodgers too. At this point, they didn't really give up much. They gave him a void year in 23. They still have him under contract, under control next year. When you look at the new contract details and you see the cap hit, this year is almost 28 million. Next year, his cap hit is 46 million. Yep. And no, we're he, what? that, we're 50 million over the cap already for 2022. Pretty much, we're Aaron Rodgers over the cap right now.
2: Hearing that, next year we're gonna have the same feeling as Cubs fans. This year, when they uh, dismantled that entire roster,
0: yeah, I, I almost feel bad <laughs> laughing because we gonna feel this shit. Yeah, we we're talking about this off season being rough, which it kind of was. There wasn't a lot that they could do, and then that that albatross of the Aaron Rodgers contract sitting over their head, they couldn't really make any moves either because they needed to restructure that deal. That's the only reason they've been able to do anything now that he's in the building. Not only was the drama kind of just wearing it down and hurting the brand of the front office and all that but it was it was also handcuffing them from actually making moves as a fan of the
2: offseason i i sometimes have more fun watching what goes on in the offseason than i do actually watch in the game if rogers is gone next year i'm i'm really curious how it's going to play out like he, like we've already talked about players come to green bay to play with aaron, aaron Rodgers. aaron rogers is going to be here so it's going to show what kind of gm goody really is yep you're eight. Are, are they going to be able to get players to surround um, love with to be successful? Adams already said he's not giving a hometown discount. He wants he wants that uh, um, top receiver money. I don't blame him. They didn't ask Bakhtiari to do it. They nope. didn't ask Aaron Rodgers to do it. Nope. Okay, he's earned it too. He Bakhtiari had. said last year before he signed his contract that I know what the cap money is, but I'm seeing the teams like KC that drop. Gosh, I, there was
0: the linemen. There was Mahomes. Tyreek Kelsey got his money. Remember, they all. Or they just start Damn. paying everybody. Yes. They, and, and it was like, if they can do it. And still be able to be competed at the top level, the Packers can make it work for me. And he said that it was important for him to be the highest paid tackle. And then all of a sudden, uh, was it Tunsil? One yeah. of them uh came in and a went dollar. over by a, a couple like a dollar. Or something. <laughs> he tweeted yeah. back out at dude too, like, dude, you're petty. He goes, That's petty as fuck. That's awesome. <laughs> so but, this, that's why I said Tay he's seen he's seen Bot do it. He's seen Aaron Rodgers be able to do it because they were all the best at their positions and they they became the highest paid at their positions. Obviously, that's something that's always fluid because once one guy becomes the highest paid, you know somebody else is going to pass you. At the same time, I can see where Tay's coming from. He's he's worked really hard to get to this point too. For next year, we're either going to have Rodgers or we're gonna have tay but i don't see with the cap situation that we're gonna have both i, I mean ideally you would try to get tay done now because i mean he, he's on the expired contract but then also i've been hearing rumors that the rockefeller reps were in town which uh rockefeller sports they represent jair so they could be working that, he's at,
2: wait he's under jay-z yeah yeah <laughs> i
0: didn't realize that that's oh, pretty shit. dope actually what what, but, what uh jay-z been say in town. fuck you pay me and so they could be they could they could be actually outlining and getting the framework put together for a deal for jair at this point too i don't know what other reasons they'd be in town vacation in green bay yeah that vacation, <laughs> that,
1: that vacation destination
0: <laughs> that is the nine two zero of green bay yeah. oh my gosh so there was that fun fact that i don't know if i posted this in the chat but i saw it it's a nine two zero area code in honor of reggie white did y'all know that no i didn't know that yeah i sent you that
3: you guys that like a couple months ago
0: yeah i know um, i saw it somewhere but i thought that was freaking cool so that's the first shout time out. i had heard it too shout out to the minister of the fence man
1: yep.
0: he changed it all he, changed, he did I, I was telling people i commented on a post the other day about this and when he arrived it changed everything he delivered showed up and all of a sudden it was like wow the packers are super bowl contenders look at all the free
1: agents that followed him so
0: it's it pretty cool to see that play out so cool shout out to reggie white man one of the greatest to ever do it 92. Rest in peace. Yeah, RIP. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm hopeful, guys. Are you guys hopeful this can get fixed in one season?
1: I do. I do. And it does, this is this is one of the things that I'm actually actually somewhat hopeful on. If, and this is the big if, we get to the Super Bowl. We don't have to win it, but we have to get there. Winning solves a lot of issues. It does. And winning clears a lot of issues. It does. <laughs> and what I what I think this plays out, because I, I think Brett made a really good point. If we don't get to the Super Bowl, we just get to the NFC Championship game. It's going to be a decision that I don't think we can keep Rodgers and we can keep uh, Tay, because I don't think either one of them are going to be one to give it anything. In this case of Rodgers, he's gonna want to be traded probably in the case of Tay, he's gonna want the big contract. We keep both. However, if they do get to the Super Bowl, I could see a scenario where we sign Tay and then Rogers agrees to have his contract modified. So that way we don't have that $50 million cap hit. And then but I think that's the only scenario where I think where Rogers ends up staying is if we get to the Super Bowl because financial and him wanting to make a deal because he has to make a deal, restructure his contract if they have any chance of keeping both of them. It's just it's it's just it will have to happen. But I do think that part could be Prepared. I think. I think the key point, though, is is that we got we got to think about two things. One, you mentioned it, Dexter, where how is Rogers most likely most angry at Goody, and it kind of looks that way. But we also have to consider was that what Murphy wanted him to do. And so, it's it's. I think it's a twofer. I think Murphy is trying to oh well I'm just I'm just I'm just ahead I'm not I'm I'm only kind of standing behind my man I'm not so sure that Murphy's completely innocent here and all this but I do think the other key point that I think one of keeps Rogers here he keeps talking about this he wants to be known as a Green Bay Packer for his entire career and I think for him that's a big important part of his legacy like it was for John Elway like it was to a lesser degree uh, to Dan Marino people like that that he wants to be associated with one team I don't think he wants to go out like Peyton Manning did for example
0: even said that Robert and his pressure. Yep. He was like, I want to be here. I want to finish my career in Green Bay. It's in I, it's in Goody's court now. He laid it out there. He does want to be here to finish his career. Whether or not the Packers are willing to make that happen is going to say a lot because the way I'm seeing it right now is Goody's plan is still in place. It is, And is. We'll see what happens. For I, sure. think
3: a, I think the biggest indicator we'll have you guys and, and I think it's because of Goody's ego and maybe even Murphy's ego. I think in, in preseason sucks we all hate preseason but I kind of like it for for this one reason because we're gonna get to see love a lot this preseason so let's say love goes out there and again it's just preseason but he looks really damn good he goes out there and he turns some heads and is like okay this kid is as talented as all the rumors have been saying for a year and a half so if he goes out there and looks decent in the preseason it makes the Packers front office feel confident they might have in their mind more leverage for Rogers and they might say, you know what? We're, we don't want to deal with the ego. We don't want to deal with the drama. We're just going to we're gonna move on, roll the dice, get a bunch of draft picks for Rodgers and call it a day and hope he gets us a Super Bowl this year. But I do agree with you, Robert. Winning solves everything, or maybe that was Dex who said that. So if they get to a Super Bowl and potentially win a Super Bowl, I think, uh, you know, who knows what happens then. Rodgers takes another couple months off in the offseason, travel the world, and maybe decides, well, hell, let's go win a couple more rings, I'll restructure, let's keep Tay, and everyone's happy in the world.
2: I think the Packers organization, made a move in the right direction when they went out and got Cobb because that's what Rodgers wanted. I, I think that listening to Goody talk about it, you seem like he was a little, uh, they did a little begrudgingly out to get Cobb to get Rodgers back. Some of the people that we, we've seen talk about this in our uh, Facebook group said that that's a horrible decision. Cobb's washed up. He's not going to do much in the offense. I read something from Cobb the other day that said, I don't care if I have zero catches, have zero snaps. I want to win a championship and I'm here to be leader. Knowing that Amari Rodgers pretty much grew up with Cobb because his dad was Cobb's position coach at Kentucky. That's invaluable.
0: You can't measure that on on a piece of paper. They even talked about how Randall will be able to help him mentor the younger receivers. He's like, because pretty much it's only been me with the young guys lately. He's like, now we'll have another guy. They've already spoken on that value of it, Brad. So I, I think that's a good observation. Cobb, what is it? He
2: also has returned kicks and punks that's something that when we drafted cooper that i'm uh, not cooper sorry uh, rogers we drafted rogers we're talking about that's something he can do that's that's another mentor. That's another that's a player coach right there that he's gonna be able to do for the team. That's and who's it.
0: running with the ones as returners right now, guys. Yep. Cobb <laughs> and Rogers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it's needed so though. It's us, though. that makes
0: me excited because our, our return game has been trash since Mike Hyde left. So
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it,
0: man, it's I, I think we can flip this.
2: I think that the only thing holding Rodgers uh, – the, the only thing that's stopping Rodgers from staying in Green Bay right now is that $50 million cap hit next year. I think that they can fix that, re-sign Tay. They got Cobb for next to nothing for the next three years. We saw that contract breakdown today, and it was like – it was – holy shit, this is crazy. You know, we're talking about, oh, he's, we're going to have to pay $5 million this year. That's not it. I think the total cap hit is like $2 million this year. It's not much.
0: Uh, yeah, the, the cap hit for the Texans is almost $6 million. And a cap hit for us is 2.6 million. Yeah, so it's. So it, it really it worked out for us really well, Jim. Well,
1: we're for a six round pick. Hell Absolutely. yeah. I would much Absolutely. rather have
0: Cobb in our locker room making Rodgers happy, mentoring Amari Rodgers than some random six-round pick. I'll tell you. And a
1: better cap number.
0: Uh, um, the and the cap number is so worth it. I mean, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna help out. He's gonna earn his money.
2: I think that's that's a little bit of an olive branch to Rodgers to stay. I know there was a
0: lot of talk about the last dance. That was before Cobb was in, in-house. And that was before Rodgers literally saying I'm all in, and this is where I want to be, too. As angry as he was, gentlemen, he did say that, too. That's what I I try to tell people all the time. He did say, I want to be a Green Bay Packer for my entire career. So that's something that, you know, Zach, you spoke about it. You talked about this. He wants to be a Packer. Will they make him one for life? Now this is completely on Goody because, I mean, I'll say this, guys, and we'll transition into players. We're excited to watch for this camp, and it starts with Jordan Love because, Zach, if he lights it up, it's going to be hard for them not to play the young kid, yeah, I just hope they he, have him. I, I
3: hope they light. I hope he lights it up so he gets on uh, other play, other teams' um, radar. Law, yeah, radar. Because so, you know, then he so. can be
0: trade. He could be trade bait at that point, and then you just extend Rogers for four years and call it a day. Yeah,
3: yeah. if Rogers wants to play another four or five years, like he's extend he him till said, he's forty. You know just what I mean? Keep just get, keep extending him until he doesn't want to play anymore. Exactly. If he's playing, if good, he's playing at a high level, there's no Hell reason yeah. to move it. Because yeah.
0: you can you can break. Uh, there, I have the same that I like to use a lot. Break the cycle. This is an opportunity for the Packers front office to break the cycle. This is an opportunity for them to say, hey, we're not going to do what we did to all the other older players mm-hmm. or the aging players, I should say. Aaron Rodgers is not old. He takes him. He looks amazing right now. Okay. You know, he, ta- he takes great care of his body. He's out there slinging it already. lighting up Eric Stokes for three touchdowns to tell you already in four days. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit. If, defense- he's playing, if he's playing at a high level, why do you move him? It doesn't even make sense to do it. So, but in defense of the front office, two, three, two and three years
2: ago, Rogers was all over the place with the ball. He wasn't the guy who's dropping dimes. He was throwing behind receivers and front receivers. wasn't the accurate Rodgers we've known for his entire career. So they drafted Love, thinking, man, Rogers, he's on on the decline. We need we need to start getting someone in house now so we can groom them instead of waiting until he's done. They thought, they
0: thought twelve was washed, guys. After yeah. nineteen, yep. let's be. Yep. they he did, thought yep. he was. They were. They thought he was on the decline. They're like, all right, we got him under contract for these next three, four years. At that point, they're like, let's get the next guy in here, give him a couple years to develop. That's literally what he was thinking. Absolutely. And then Rodgers is like, oh, okay, let's
2: uh, let's go throw uh forty-some touchdowns, five interceptions. Arguably, <laughs> his best season as a
0: Packer, in my opinion. I mean, but, it was yeah, unreal. I it mean, was it was unreal. <laughs> but at the same time, what? Why was he not doing his? Foot work stuff. Why was he not doing all those little things? Because he said after Jordan Love got drafted and all that, like he was like all extra motivated to go look back at tape and get better. Yeah. Like, what happened, dude? You looked what at happened? 2010. He looked at 2010 what happened? And, like because why was why I so good? Why weren't you
2: doing that before? I think he was just like, fuck it. You know, <laughs> well, <I'm> like, why? <laughs> that's
0: my point. Why? Fuck it. I don't why? know.
2: Like, if you're not gonna get me like star players, I'm just gonna go do do whatever I, I,
0: I have to do just to skate by. I just, I don't know, man. I was just kind of frustrated me like, oh, so they drafted this young kid and now you're salty and mad and you're actually going to put in the work to be an MVP again? Yeah. Come on, man. And, right? <laughs> and that, and
2: that, maybe that's why Green Bay said they were going to trade him. You know, you're out the decline. We got this kid in here. And he goes, you're not going to trade me. I'm gonna put in the work, and I'm gonna show you guys you're not gonna trade me. He looks like, he looks amazing right now, except for fucking hair.
0: <laughs> oh shit, homeless dude. Yeah, uh, not the the man bun is back, huh? Right. Hey, sh- Woodley needs to stop
2: uh, messing with that and, uh, with his head a little bit. Let him get rid of that shit. She's fucking with his head.
0: Oh um, you know how he, how twelve is with his girls, man. You know, oh My
2: God. <laughs> I'm just jealous.
0: <laughs> I mean, Olivia Munn to Danica Patrick to. Well, Olivia Munn was the hottest one. The other oh, yeah. ones are the other, other like, ones are kind of kind of average. Hey. You know, it, his women uh, declined like his gameplay. One of my buddies like for Aaron Rodgers to be like a famous dude, he sure does like average looking chicks. <laughs> <What's> rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I
2: can't really argue with you. He
0: doesn't, he's not going for the like supermodel, you know,
2: type chick. So. In words of Mark Murphy, he's a complicated fella. He's a complicated <laughs> fella.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love oh, it. That's man. a good one. So, guys, I mean, we're here. They've been camped for four days already. You know, we talked about earlier, pads are going on on Tuesday already. What's some players you're super excited about? I mean, obviously, Jordan Love is one. He's kind of like the, the elephant okay. in a room because we actually get to watch this kid play. All All right, right. But what are some players you're excited to
2: watch in this camp? Love. I mean, you already said it, love. Um, Rogers is on a pitch count, so he's going to get tons of looks. Opportunities with the first team to shine. I mean, he's my one guy I'm really excited about. Amari Rogers, another guy. I want to see what Stokes does. With uh, King being hurt
0: as usual, Stokes has a huge opportunity to shine right now. Well, they've been putting him on Devontae Adams these last few days, and he's getting baptized by fire just gentlemen. You know I that's all yep. I'll say because they've been lighting his ass up. <laughs> Welcome to footwork. <laughs> Welcome to footwork, Stokes. I mean, they're, they they're, putting them on Tay and Tay is lighting his ass up, bro. They got three touchdowns on Stokes already. I mean, you know, I tell you days. what
3: though. I tell you what though. I mean, that is one hell of a combo to have to practice against every single day. Right.
0: I'm, oh, yeah. yeah totally. That's what I'm saying. He's only going to get better because of it. Iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're guarding Devonte Adams every single. Day, you're only going to get better when you play against somebody. As else. long as it doesn't shake his confidence. Uh, it doesn't seem like it will. He, he has this different kind of demeanor about himself, uber competitive. That's I, I expect him to slager. learn. I expect him to learn from it. And I think it says a lot that they have him on them, that they believe he can do it. King is hurt, guys. He's out right yeah. now. Who didn't know that would happen? Oh, <laughs> uh, go figure, man. I, I felt bad for fucking Kevin King, to be honest. Yeah, because too. if he's healthy, man, when he's out there and he's healthy, he is really good at football yeah, but yeah. it's just so rare that those two things happen that he's healthy and out there you know he's out there and he's banged up he's out there and he re injures himself and it's just like he's rarely out there healthy playing huge opportunity for Eric Stokes to grow in his camp and he's definitely gonna do that getting just burned and ate up by Tay in that footwork like you said Robert he ain't seen nothing like that
1: I got my, my this is gonna be probably I'll probably be the only one to say this of so the three of us or the four of us here but my player i'm watching the most because i think it's the player that will help us determine if we have a chance being a top five run defense is tj slayton and he's Dude, played he stole really stole that, well. that oh, was man. my guy <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey. Oh, hey. Oh, man. Well, good reports in so far robert he's, he, he's, he's tearing been, it up so he, he is he is and the thing is we've been waiting for this Since we had Ryan Pickett, and I'm I'm totally serious, I'm going back that far. He's providing Kenny Clark a true partner, and the reason why I think he's so important and how our season goes. And I know Brett's talked about he sees a top five defense, and I do too. But I think if we're going to get to that top five, it's going to depend on the run defense improving. And T.J. Slayton is the guy that most important player in our run defense becoming that kind of suffocating defense. They're already talking about they have trouble double teaming him. Simon actually got hurt because he has tried to block the guy you about his speed and power and from the inside he's gonna be if he if he puts it all together and the, the whole key word for this is diet with him gotta stay read stay with them reason cheese way. curds yeah stay away from cheese curds stay away from <laughs> brats sorry eat them in the off season but don't do it now but he's the player i'm most excited about And right behind it right behind it and brett touched on him is amari rogers and i'm looking at him and Cobb as a combination i'm not really looking at at, at one or the other but i think they both bring a dimension in lefer's offense that obviously we've seen that's, was used in Los Angeles and that the versatility of those slot receivers, being able to run and catch, return kicks, all those type of things. I think Amari is going to be a very key point, especially on returns. I, I think they're going to use Amari more than they use Cobb in returns. I think they'll use both of them. I think he's going to be a very, very key point to the offense, but Slayton's my number one by far. He, he, I think he will, he will determine more about our defense being elite than just being top 10, which is not bad by any means, but I think that's really a key thing. And obviously love. I mean, we all know that love is going to be kind of the long-term of what happens not only to Rodgers stuff but also the trade aspect that you guys talked about.
2: You know, right? another thing that's kind of surprising to me and I want to see, see how this shakes out is Martin dropping down the depth chart at uh, middle
0: yep. line. I'm not surprised Barnes, Barnes is in there. Um, Campbell is in there with the first team. Mm, it's it's hey, I'm a, That's oh, one of yeah. my guys, Devondre Campbell, an inside linebacker. And reports on him have been very positive so far as well. But oh. I'm going to pump the brakes so on that because the same thing happened with Chris and Kirkson. that's true oh wow well, so else y'all excited about
3: Zach did you give us any no because I really honestly still, thought I was gonna They, be, I, your, they still I to say TJ Slayton because I'm like man <laughs> we can get another D lineman that can make an impact in the freaking run game and then I was like well I'll go right behind him and say Campbell because I've watched some film on his you know everybody said he can't cover and the film that I've watched as different he he's covered some damn good tight ends out of uh, you know out spread out wide even those two guys up the middle i mean depending on how it shapes out i mean our defense was not as bad as people think we were top 10 defense last year we just needed some more difference makers uh, in the inside in the middle so i think man if those two guys i, I really want to watch them closely and, and it sounds like tj's doing a really good job already and and making a difference so i'm the really run too- defense
1: act the run yeah defense. It's, it's just really- yeah
3: It's going to be huge. And I'm just – honestly, I've never been so excited for a freaking preseason game on August 14th. Can't wait. I'm so excited you both said TJ, though. I mean,
0: getting and he's wearing 90. I can't wait to watch that kid play. I can't wait. I mean, another – an- another one, and I mean, he's not necessarily new. Rashawn freaking Gary, guys. I don't know, man. I was looking at the end of last year. If you look at the metrics and the, the pass rush numbers, he was our best pass rusher on, on the team. And that says a lot when you have a guy like Z. Obviously, Preston was down last year. Gary was winning at a higher percentage of anybody out there on that field when it came to pressure rate. I'm really excited to watch Rashawn Gary play football this year. Under this, He's, he's ready raving about Joe Barry. Uh, this attack, this energy, it feeds right into what he does. Rashawn Gary is a big one for me. Definitely y'all know how I feel about Amari Rogers. I'm also super excited and and, and it's funny because Aaron Rodgers revealed his sleeper on the team, right? Uh, on, a, on a rookie that, that fans should be amped up for and guess who he picked? Josh Myers. Josh oh, Myers, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he said James Jones asked him on NFL Network literally just just yesterday, and, and he said, who's an under-the-radar guy that you think will really help the Packers' offense? Aaron Rodgers answered, I got to say the center, Josh Myers. For a guy to come in as a draft pick, uh, as a rookie, to be as comfortable that he is, is pretty impressive. So, shout out to freaking Josh Myers, yeah, gentlemen. Josh
1: Myers, yeah. We got That's rid awesome.
0: of an all-pro center, and and, and we, we drafted another guy. And shout out to Corey Lindsley. He's actually been helping Myers through his whole process. Helped him learn the offense. Offense, helped them learn the checks. They're both Buckeyes. I know Zach can't stand it. He helped them. He's been helping the young rookies. There's a reason he's as comfortable as he is, is our former center has been coaching them through this process, which is kind of wild to think about. I'm super appreciative of Corey Lindsley for that.
2: Man, so going back to, to the draft, we've talked about... <laughs> Uh, Stokes, uh, Myers, and Rogers. And we started talking about going when we we're going into the draft, talking about it. We said they need to have three at least three players.
0: starters. Yeah,
2: they got three starters or impact players right there immediately. Yeah, yeah, and everyone's raving about them. Yep, another him one, the guy. There's
0: another one that I'm so shocked nobody said already. AJ Dillon.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Who, he's... Who, who, who's that? AJ Dillon. I just wanted to say it again. That's all. You know, I'm Quadzilla. <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. Speaking of Quadzilla, I was watching uh, uh, the uh, video of them dancing, the, the r- r- uh, running backs dancing. It looks like Jones missed leg day compared to A.J. <laughs> <And> it looks <laughs> like
1: anybody next to dude looks like, yeah, like he missed leg <laughs> <laughs> day. Like, A.J. looks like a defensive lineman. I mean, he <laughs> there's the size of his legs, he looks like a defensive lineman. It's just kind of ridiculous. He's like, got yeah, pipe cleaners for yeah.
0: legs compared to him. He, he does. But I'm super excited to watch him because he's actually going to get some runs and really seeing him fall into that number two role should be... I'm
3: really excited about our running back room, run,
1: guys. Oh, yeah. It's, it's awesome.
3: I'm excited about the run game as a whole. The line to see yeah. the new additions. The, like you've shared earlier in the week in the in the, um, cat. Uh, They're the size, monsters. The yeah. size of our line is just... Re- we feel like the Dallas Cowboys lines of the 90s. That's how big yeah, these guys are. It's insane how big they are.
0: Dennis Kelly, like, actually made... David Bakhtiari looks small. And I was like, this is not easy to do. Right? Is Bakhtiari the smallest Bakhti- lineman? He, yeah. He's the smallest one on our line now, which is <laughs> fucking insane. It's crazy. If you think about it, he is a big dude. David Bakhtiari is a big dude. he He's the smallest guy on our line now. That is insane.
1: And it's not just how big they are, it's how many we have. We actually have a lot of linemen that we can rotate in and out that are all kind of the same builds it. You know what I mean? There's a physicality to this line that I've been waiting for years to come to Green Bay. It's finally here.
2: That's the one knock on Kelly, though. Not that it's a knock, but if you look at all the linemen we have, they're versatile. Uh, yeah, he is. J- Jenkins plays all over the line. My, my, my guy, you haven't talked about him yet, but Billy Turner can play all over the line, but Kelly's a tackle.
3: Albeit, albeit very is. mediocre yeah. in some spots. Oh, my mm. God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't want him at left tackle. No, you don't. Hey,
0: no. I will say this, though. So having a legit tackle makes me a lot more comfortable than those tweeners yes. I, I mean i don't mind having a bunch of you know the versatile guys having a big mountain that you can just park on the right side and just be happy I'm cool with that that's gonna move turner to guard
1: yep that's exactly right his natural
0: yeah. or or turner to left tackle and and it will allow them to slide Jenkins back into guard if they want word on the street Jenkins been locking everybody down on le- at left tackle in nope. camp that just shutting it down gary nobody has 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 touched the quarterback with him playing left tackle. So I think they're just happy that they have options with Bach still working his, his way back with the injury. Having a legit right tackle frees Billy up to go back to guard or to play left tackle if they want, if they want to slide Elton Jenkins back into guard.
2: So so if they slide Jenkins to tackle while we're waiting for Bach to come back, who are your guards?
1: They've been Runyon. having
0: Runyon out there. Runyon. Yeah. I he's, been, he's been lighting shit up too, guys.
1: Yeah, I think he's going to be left guard. I think run-ins can end up being left guard. They want to run behind him. So that that makes sense. Put him at left guard.
2: That's a really good problem to have. Like
0: you can put anyone out there. Someone goes down Um, I Gosh. guarantee Aaron Rodgers is looking at his offensive line and like, man, as much as I can't stand that goody dude, he snapped on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Like, I, I, in his head, he has to be like, man, he just, he built me a hell of an offensive line. Rodgers
3: <laughs> Rogers is walking Rogers is walking behind that line. Like I walked behind my buddies in the bars in college. Just go oh, get them boys. Go get them boys. Just think yeah. about how big, like he's looking
0: at his center is the size of a tackle. By the way, Josh Myers is is, he's the size of a tap he can move um, too. he yeah he's he's the he's he's literally the biggest he's the biggest center i've seen i, I mean the dude is massive yeah tall. he's bigger he's bigger than our left tackle when he plays center that's all you yep. need to know yep but i guarantee rogers is looking at his line and he's probably like oh i don't like him but he clearly wants to keep me healthy <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Because this offensive line is incredible. I don't know how many tweets I've seen from reporters, guys, saying something of the sorts. This is the t- most talented team I've seen in Green Bay in years. year. Rodgers has to see that, too. I mean, he he came back. He really didn't get much. He's seen that he has a championship roster. This team is legit. It's a ton of talent on this team, gentlemen. It's not just Rodgers.
2: He was sitting at the, on the sideline at home, watching everything shake out, and he goes... I don't want love to be uh, win a Super Bowl this year and me sit at home. So I'm gonna come back and play and win that Super Bowl.
0: I mean, this is, a, this is as good a shot. This team is, is is better than last year's team, in my opinion. Just with the key additions, the draft picks actually being impact, the media guys that are coming in, adding Campbell, adding Kelly. This is just a better team in, in general. Are there positions that you guys are watching closely in camp? Obviously, we talked about some of the guys that we're, we're excited to watch, but any particular positions or any surprise cuts that you see coming?
3: I'll start there. I, we already kind of touched on it, but uh, when when Bach is back, and if Runyon keeps playing the way he is, obviously Jenkins goes to left guard when Bach is back if they have him out on the left tackle. I see maybe Runyon sticking at right guard, and Billy Turner could be the odd man out. Sorry, Brett, but I, I just think that hey, if they can get it, you know, this, we obviously know that this front office has an ego. They want the guys that they've drafted and molded to be the starters if they can get them so if Runyon can honestly beat out Turner he's a hell of a lot cheaper they could they could get rid of Turner depends on Bach though because they do need that depth if Bach sounds like he won't be back for week one is what I'm reading so far but that's the one surprise cut all the other guys that could get cut um to me we've talked about it in the chat maybe Funches because again Packers like the draft picks I don't see him cutting EQ if he shows something in camp I hope they do because you know I think Funches could really be a difference maker in this offense if given the opportunity and I think EQ has had play opportunities outside of his injury year last year he didn't show me anything and i was really excited for him last year so um, i don't really think that would be a surprise for eq to be cut but if Funches just doesn't make the team uh, i would be a little bit surprised just because of his size and, and he's shown in his career that he he's had to play as a one before bad teams and still put up numbers so, yeah if funches is cut that could be a surprise, and then I really think Billy Turner, depending on how the O-line shakes out, could be the odd man out when Bach is back.
2: I don't know if Turner would be the odd man out, um, because the the, the the cap space they have now, with uh, Rogers pushing his money to next year, they don't have to cut him for cap space. Um, I think they're right around $13 million under the cap after all is said and done. His versatility that he has, he may not start. He can play guard, tackle, or center. Uh, not center, but that'll allow uh, Jenkins move to center if we need to. I don't know if uh, Turner will be cut. I don't know if he'll be a starter. In that aspect, yeah, it could be the odd man out. Um I, I think Kevin King might be cut. Just he's healthy. He's hurt again. It's just yeah. I think Kevin King might be the one surprise cut. Other than that, I don't know if there'll be any real surprises.
3: At all. Did you guys also see on to add to you real quick, Brett, they had Josh Jackson starting at the other corner opposite Stokes yesterday in practice because Jair. That's
0: actually exciting. Yep. Yeah. And it is. Yep. That's good. Because we've talked about what, what happened to that
3: kid because yep. there
0: was he a time well. where He played well. Jackson yeah, played well. Yeah, there was well. a time where he was playing really well and then he had a couple down moments, but then he was just not on the field. I mean, they weren't even they were weren't even dressing them at the end of the years. So we were really I don't know if it was mental or what it was but that's good sign for the second round pick what what kind of secondary does Barry run very um it's very aggressive I mean because they're aggressive up front a lot of man I mean, to like, man lot a lot of man, man. man yeah very and run, yeah, lot of, a lot of man it's mixed up so they'll have certain guys he kind of plays to the strengths of his dbs too the star guy kind of moving all around and it's very if you watch the rams you watch that team and how they play defense and their dbs mm-hmm. very similar
1: Safeties, Brett, are really going to be what you follow because if they play the safeties like the Rams do, they play, they mix their in the box and not. So they, there are times like when John Johnson for the Rams, they, he would play a lot in the box, even though he's a free safety. Yep. They, they've
0: been moving Amos a lot more in the box and bringing in, bringing in another safety to play. So that they've been putting Amos in that, as that box guy, which I think is not a bad idea. The dude is legit blows up anything. Yep. So um, that's reason, a good role for him.
2: The reason I ask is because at Iowa, Jack, they ran a, a zone secondary and Jackson thrived in it. I mean, his, his uh, last year in Iowa, six, seven interceptions, he got two against the Badgers, and then he comes into the NFL, and now he's playing man and bump and run, and that's not his strength. And so that's why I'm curious as to what Barry runs, because if he doesn't play man or bump and run, he might be really good. I mean, I can probably see him moving to safety at some point, right? And being that hover guy. I still so- got
0: him outside playing corner right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're not giving up on him there.
2: I mean, a, a change of coach. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what Barry brings. Um, sometimes it's just even if it's the same scheme, sometimes it's just that different type of energy
0: which I'm hearing everyone's raving about. Yeah. So he could ret- even Jair been thing. raving about him. So I yeah. when I see this, am like Z loves the guy, Gary loves him, Jair loves him. I'm almost loving the new scheme. I was hearing him uh, rave about the new scheme and what they're doing. I think it's pretty cool, man. They're mixing it up more, too. There are some things where, you know, a lot of comments about the patent defense where other teams would just say... It was just they knew what they were going to do. They're just going to yep. just be there. So if they if they execute and they just kind of knew where we would be, they just had to execute their play. He kind of just did what he did. He, there weren't a lot of there weren't surprises and he didn't really have people guessing too much. And yep. there's more action and more more surprises come from Joe Bear. You
2: know, I, I'm going to retract
0: my statement about uh, surprise players or
2: someone who might get cut. Um, Sternberger would be a little bit of a surprise if he was cut. He hasn't done
0: shit since he's been drafted. He's been catching some good balls in camp from Jordan Love, though. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Sternberger. But we'll- we need him. We Most need them.
2: Fourth string players have a good rapport with uh, uh, quarterbacks who don't play at all. So no,
0: we need them. We definitely need Starbarger to, to step up.
2: I mean, because they got they got Big Dog. They have a uh, Deguara who uh, he's on the pup right now, but could return for Week One. Of course, you got Tunyon.
0: So I mean, is, I don't know if there's really a need for certain. No, they need him. He's a third round pick. They yeah, definitely I- need him.
1: Yeah, I, 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 Starbrite is kind of an interesting case. I, th- I think it's a really important camp for him. That this is kind of if he has a bad camp, they could cut him down, so
3: Well, is not he could. suspended the first two games of the year too? Yeah,
1: he is. They're- yep, smoking the
3: weed. Yep, the
1: weed. So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Wh-
2: wh- I, I'm, what was he smoking?
1: Grass. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think for me, the way I kind of look at it is that the I think the, the, we talked about this a little earlier, but the cube. Q- be opposite Jahari. who is that going to be Uh, is it going to be jackson is it going to be king is it going to be stokes uh it's going to be kind of interesting to see how that goes out we talked about the guard battle already and that, that was one i had written down here and the other one i think is nose tackle that's where the slayton versus whoever else they're going to compete there that's i think that's gonna be interesting battles a surprise cut we talked one of them already zach you kind of nailed it i think fuchess is in could be in real danger because cobb got signed i think that the fact that we have cobb and i don't think he's going to get cut that fuchess would be kind of a big name that could get cut i think the other one we kind of alluded to earlier and that's martin i think martin could be actually in real danger because we drafted mcduffie and then we obviously we signed campbell and Barnes. looks like he's being pretty good um so i think those are those are the guys I think are most in danger are kind of Martin and Futchus, are kind of the two that I could actually see getting cut the, at the beginning of the process. I didn't know if I would have said that a month ago. I'd go, oh, no the way that Martin gets cut or Futchus gets cut. Things have changed.
0: Another guy I'd throw out there, guys, is Dean Lowry. What if the Packers go ahead and make a move at the D tackle position? Now that they got some cap space, go get a Jarrell Casey, go get yes. a Geno Atkins. Yep. Please. You know, go That's all in point. And, and grab a guy like that. And, and Get the and hell maybe rid of Dean Lowry. Get, or, keep, or keep him but his cap is, is pff, not little. I would say that a Dean Lowry or a Tyler Lancaster could be exposable if they go out and get, you know, a guy like Casey or a guy like, uh, like Atkins. So I think that would be sweet. You mean you, you think about having a combo of TJ Slayton and, and Geno Atkins or Jarrell Casey next to Kenny Clark, oh, <laughs> right? So, no, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, so that, that'd be another player that I'd throw out there is Dean Lowry. He's making a good amount of money for the Packers and as as a D, de- he's an okay player, but he's not a he's not a, a difference maker. He he's not gonna yeah I don't know he'll he'll do his job, which I know a lot of coaches would like he'll do his job, but he won't do much more than that. So you that. You guys have talked about Cobb coming back already a couple times throughout the podcast, but I mean any thoughts on that? Any thoughts on Cobb coming back and what his impact could be, but also the thoughts of a guy like Dennis Kelly coming in because you know we talked about that Packers offensive line. It is massive, but thinking about adding a guy like Kelly, who was a 17 game starter for the Titans in a 2,000 yard rusher. What kind of impact can he have on our running game just being as big as he is and what what do you see there? What are your thoughts of, of Cobb and, and the Kelly signings for the back?
3: Anytime you can get a guy that like Kelly that already knows the system that's especially with, after a 2,000 yard rusher, I think it's a, it's a great signing and a low key signing I mean, I, I don't understand why the guy was out there Anytime you can get a guy like that that can pop right in there and and know the system it's great it's a great signing at least give him a shot and see what he has and then for Cobb I got I I mentioned this maybe in the Facebook group somebody was saying oh all these Pack fans think Cobb's gonna come back and be this great thing I don't even care about what he does on the field I think what Cobb brings in the locker room and with the young players is gonna be more valuable than anything he's gonna do on the field if he has a great year this year Awesome. That's great. Good for him. But they didn't bring him back, you know, 12. I think his best year as a packer was like 1,292 yards. He's not going to do that. And that's not what they signed him for. So I think people that are being naysayers about it just have to look at Bigger things than just on the field. There's a lot more that goes into a 53-man a roster than just playing football on the field on Sunday. There's a ton of things that we don't see as fans that we'll start on hard knocks, and our boy Mike McCarthy will be uh, will be uh, having his fat face all over the TV here next week. I think.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think I, I agree with you, Zach. I think the, the Dennis Kelly uh, move was a great, great move. I think that that's one of those kind of underrated signings that will pay off real dividends down the road uh, for this season. I mean, we we have another guy that we can really run behind. He's a pro. He he knows what to do. He's very, he's consistent. He's healthy. That's a big thing because that's the one problem that we had. As we found out when we played Tampa Bay, we had problems at tackle, right? I think that's a move. And I I, I think the the other thing that I think that's getting kind of left out about about Cobb, the leadership thing, the mentoring thing, and all that kind of thing. We now have two true slot receivers on the roster. That's something Lafleur really likes to have on his his, his, his his palette in terms of play calling. I think the play calling of Lafleur's offense is going to be able to be expanded because of Cobb and also Amari too. Obviously, I think this this will give the team options that we didn't have last year, make the offense even more potent than it was uh, with with Cobb being added to the fold.
2: I love the addition of Dennis Kelly. I'm looking at his stats right now. He had 1,049 snaps last year. Only had two penalties and zero sacks allowed. Awesome. He's a really good player. Um, They
0: mentioned uh, the salary cap being lower and stuff impacting why he might be out there still. Like a lot of teams just didn't have the money. Being able to get a 17 game starter right now, right before camp, is pretty amazing. Especially a guy that knows the system. It's kind of a win-win for the Packers.
2: Absolutely. I mean he he was blocking for uh, Henry
0: who rushed for over 2000 yards last year and and that quarterback that had had an MVP type season Ted Hill yeah, you nope, did. Yeah, he had a he had a great year. He had a really good year for them. Yeah, I'm excited for him. I'm excited to have Cobb back. You know, we I'm not gonna beat that to death, but having that that mentor for Mari having that olive branch for Aaron Rodgers, I think just makes a lot of sense. And when you look, I mean, we talked about the contract. We're paying a little over two million for him. And they created they Russ Ball and, and company did a really good job of making that contract make sense for us. Welcome back home, dude.
2: Yeah, so the one thing about that contract I didn't realize is they added a, a void year for twenty twenty three. So just yep. like Rogers, got a void year in twenty
0: twenty three. So it's essentially he's on a two year deal. Yep, just um, like pretty much Rogers is right now, which kind of makes sense. Yep. And let's Jones. keep his boy. Let's keep his boy around for a couple years, and and, and and let's see what we can do this year. It seemed like everybody's all in on twenty one. I don't think the Packers are done. I expect another signing to be honest. Um, I wouldn't be surprised.
2: Oh, I already mentioned thirteen. 13- under the cap could be a signing could be a trade could be an extension Uh, there's a lot of uh, could be's but uh, I don't see them sitting on that
0: guys what's your starting five up front on the offensive line week one of box out at left tackle
1: I'll start Um, for me it's Jenkins at left tackle Runyon at left guard Myers at center, Billy Turner at right guard, Kelly at right tackle. I think that's pretty well established of what the offensive line will be. And then when uh, when we get back, back, back at left tackle, then we'll move Runyon in the right guard, as Zach suggested earlier, and then we'll put Jenkins back at uh, left guard and, uh, and then back, obviously, at left tackle.
2: I, I don't know if that's going to be the starting uh, line. It's going to either be that or it's going to be... Um... Turner at left tackle, Jenkins at left guard, Myers center, Lucas Patrick at right guard, and Kelly at uh, right tackle.
0: I'd say Billy Turner at right guard and Kelly at right tackle, but I, I agree with the, those other ones there, Brett.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I'm not saying that Robert's wrong, because I mean, you can't you can't argue that's a shitty lineup. That's a, no, that's that's a pretty damn good that's, lineup.
0: That's the one I would pick right now. Uh, yeah. I'd keep Jenkins at left tackle and let Runyon run at left guard, have Myers at center, have a uh, uh, Kelly at the, the right tackle and then have Patrick or that other big boss that we have. Uh, what is it? Braden? He's been yeah. battling for, for that position there too. So there's a few guys man and it seems like we just got a lot it's gonna be hard to make the team at, at offensive line. And I have a feeling the guys that get cut are gonna get picked up by other teams. Let's just say that. I
2: can see them trading, trading the trading alignment. But going back to what um Robert Robert and Zach were saying about Billy Turner being the odd man out, he could be traded.
0: I mean, he's got value. He's not. Yeah, bad. he's a good player. So that is that would be that could be a, that could be somebody that they can move and try to save some money.
3: Yeah, or Patrick. I mean, Patrick, or Patrick. either yeah. one of those guys, if if Runyon ends up when Bach is back, if Runyon ends up being a starting guard at the right side, I mean, that kind of leaves both of those two guys. They don't need two of those guys with the other young guys we have as depth dude they? Have, if they can get something, anything for either one of them, get to the, get rid of their salary. I mean, Turner Turner played really well. Well, for us at on the right side last year, when they had when he went to left tackle, albeit against Tampa Bay's front seven, he looked he looked like Billy Turner we were afraid to see again. So it it all depends on camp. Let's see what happens, especially when some preseason games happen. See see how injuries. players play injuries. Yeah, that yeah. Exactly. We never know who's going to get hurt every day in, in camp. Freak stuff happens even in non-contact. Who knows? Yeah.
2: Uh, the, only,
0: the only lineman
2: I really haven't heard anything about is Hanson from uh, last year's draft.
0: I mean, he was on the practice squad at the end of the year. So once they drafted Josh yeah. Myers, you knew that was a wrap. Also, I've been seeing that Runyon's running at center. He's was running with center with the, at the, with the twos. They seem to want Runyon out there you know, to give him an opportunity to play. So he's backing up at two,
3: play, at two positions right now. Now, which is kinda cool. Yeah, to me it feels like that front office wants him wants him in this on this team obviously. They do. But they're yeah. trying to find a spot for him to
1: get time. And a little bit of time last year, Runyon played really, really well.
3: Yeah,
0: when he had and to then, play, he he played well against NFL competition. So they know he can yeah. play. He
1: yep. was thrown in week
0: one and he did well. He didn't they know he can play. So the pressure. You know he, you know he's stronger, he's smarter. Mm-hmm. So I mean all that. So I don't expect him to I expect him to play better this year and he was actually pretty good last year. So So, speaking of Myers, though, he's um, gonna be the only one out of that trio that's gonna stick of of that run in that draft uh
2: running yeah well Stepaniak uh be retired. retired
0: yeah it'd be Runyon to be i mean and honestly out of three you hope one stick you're not yeah. gonna get them all usually especially that late in the draft so mm-hmm. if Runyon becomes a starter that's a win yeah but speaking of myers
2: who's making the calls aligned uh for the starting do, do we know uh, he, he is i guess myers is making all the checks and everything already so that would be my only reason to keep Jenkins at left guard, regardless of what happens with uh, Bakhtiari to start the season, is because he can help make those calls and help him out. Yeah, of he's being making them.
0: He's making them already. <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of responsibility where he was before, so he was that guy. So a lot of times, if you're that guy in college, it's just easier for the you to be that guy at the NFL levels. They yeah. yeah. yeah, asked him to do a lot at Ohio State. He's I mean, a smart that- dude. And like I said, Corey Lindsley basically been mentoring him along the way with. pretty. Pretty cool to see that happen.
2: I mean, if, if, if he can do that, continue to do that and do it well, that opens up the possibilities of what combinations that Packers are out there for linemen. They don't have to worry about someone else to make that call, and you want probably your interior lineman to make that call. If he can do it, it's going to be, uh, you can put Jenkins anywhere, and not have yeah. to worry about it.
0: I will say this, I feel I feel really good about this unit, and after last year, injuries definitely showed that we needed, we needed to be better there. Yeah, I feel good about this line. I think it's going to translate to our running game being better. I think it's going to translate to Aaron Rodgers being protected and we got depth. That's the know. big thing. Depth. We got depth and good yeah. depth. I'm excited about this unit. Pretty much excited how the players seem to be excited about the new defensive coordinator Joe Barry and his defense. You guys think this high energy coaching style is going to carry over to the field? That seems to be a common factor and a common theme that I'm hearing from players when they're asked about him is his energy in that he brings it all the time he's challenging his players to always be on which I think is something that we could all appreciate because it seemed like we would get like where's the energy or and it's like it seemed like when the the energy was there for the D they played well you guys remember that like it was like when they were amped up and 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 they had it yeah and the D change rolling it seemed like that's when our defense was at its best do you guys think that this high energy coaching style can help bring that energy and keep that energy at all times
3: for this year. I think Joe Barry's personality matches some of our players. Z, Jair, Sean, Gary. These are high energy guys that just want to have fun and I feel like Petten was up in the booth a lot of the time and he just didn't seem like a very emotional guy and I think these guys would, are going to feed off of Barry a lot better than what they did with Petten because I just think he was one of those X's and O's guys which isn't a bad thing but X's and O's are, are one thing. You got to have a swagger to the defense and they, these guys can want to get all there and hit somebody. So I'm excited to see how it all plays out. I think Barry, I wasn't, as you guys know, I, I wasn't very really pumped about that signing when it happened. I'm liking everything I'm hearing out of camp about him so far. So I we'll guess we'll see what happens.
2: I was uh, listening to Jair's press conference the other day and he's talking about Joe Barry. And Joe goes and I'm going to show y'all how to tackle. And he goes and tackles air. There's no pads, no, don't no tackle a dummy, no player. He goes and tackles air. That's not the energy he's bringing to the team. And the guys just love it. Where what I I heard about like Patton. He was more of like a drill sergeant type guy. No bullshit, always keep always serious. <laughs> and uh, I can always tell like players respond to a coach that is fun and brings excitement uh, is creative, allows them to to make plays or puts them in position to make plays knowing that he's a linebacker coach linebackers got to be like uh, full hard on right now knowing they're going to be able to do something instead of just be taking up a position on the field.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that Brad and I, what I was going to mention is, is that you, you know where Z comes from. So he comes from Baltimore. You see how teams like Pittsburgh play. Baltimore and Pittsburgh play free. The, the, the players are all they're always flying around. They're they're always having fun. There's some type of thing. I think that's the kind of energy that he brings that kind of energy means there's those defenses that bring that are often very very good Miami too they're another team that plays very free they're not really the disciplinarians and even though this guy was a great defensive coach too Bill Belichick's defenses aren't like that they're very disciplined they're very all those type of things but I just like this fit better with our guys especially Z, especially Gary especially Jahari I think Jahari loves to play with a lot of energy the way he just the way he plays and what we've seen he gets very fired up I think this is I think this was a match made in heaven I was with you, Zach. I, I didn't I didn't know if I really liked to see an older, or I guess an established D.C. come to uh, the Packers, but it's looking better and better, like a really good hire right, at this point. Guys,
0: Patton's defense wasn't bad last year. We talked about it being in that nope. top 10 range. How much better do you think it could be under Barry in year one? I think it'd be much better. Patton's defense
2: wasn't bad when it came to key plays. Players are out of position all the time. Third and one, he's got defensive backs playing 10 yards off the ball. Why the hell do you do that 20 seconds left in the half and all you got to do is keep the guy in front of you so you play man and instead of trying to get a stop stop them from going over the top and what happens everybody knows that there was a touchdown three seconds left in the half should never have happened settle for a field goal stopping you know for a field goal try but don't let them get over the top and that's that's i think the biggest knock for me on Petten
0: is the defense showed up but not in critical times another thing that the guys have been talking about a lot which is which is funny because it's it was communication that cost us the Super Bowl last year on defense, uh, a shot to I mean to get to the Super Bowl was, was bad communication. Nope. And a lot of the players have been saying that the communication is better. So that that alone, I think, is is a positive that guys know where they need to be. And you mentioned this too, Robert, about the safeties kind of being the quarterbacks of it all back there. Nope. And you could hear Savage. Uh, if you listen to his last presser, you hear Savage talking about how he and Amos are the ones making those calls and that everybody's on the same page and guys trust them on the back end to make the correct calls and communication has improved. Energy is up. I'm excited about this unit because it's it's flushed with talent. It really is. If you think about it, we got guys at every single le- level that are stars. The only difference is we got to see what we get from inside linebacker, right? So uh, right now it's Campbell and Barnes running with the ones. So if we get an NFL caliber play there. And I think even having a guy like TJ playing on the line with Kenny, having better, having that better presence in the middle is going to help those guys. I'm excited to see what this defense is going to be. So I'll be keeping a close eye on those linebackers throughout camp and in the preseason, but just watching. I just want to watch how they play with this new energy, with this new focus on communication and, and kind of having each other's back. Guys, the, the limit. I, I expect them. To, I want them to be just as good top 10. And let's see, let's see if they can put for a top five unit
1: yeah I, I, I think kind of uh you're kind of nailed it there uh, Dexter it's all about the inside I think that TJ and Campbell are really going to be the two guys that really dictate for a top five defense or not they do play well and they do buy into this scheme along with your points on communication when the secondary this unit had, does have a potential of being a top five maybe even top three unit in the NFL I, I, I still think Tampa probably has the best defense coming in this year but we could certainly challenge that if those guys can make that next step it's all about the run D and I think our run D is better this year I think that's the one thing I'm actually encouraged that we might actually have a decent run defense that's capable of shutting down a a real great rushing attack um, without having to overcommit. and I think I think that's the biggest improvement that we'll see is that we're going to see a defense that is more complete and I don't think we've had that in, in quite a while to be honest
2: Brett, Zach I'm cautiously optimistic about how, how our defense is going to perform. It can only go up, really. I mean, we could obviously go down, but with the same talent, adding a few pieces, I'm super excited about that defensive line because you got another Hoss in the middle taking up blockers, letting our uh, linebackers flow. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun watching them, though.
3: Well, For me, I just I think Robert hit the nail on the head. He said there was times where the defense was, I mean, we finished in the top 10. It felt like there were times where we needed a big play or a big stop, and we just didn't get them. And I feel like a lot of that was placement you know maybe it was you Brett especially the Tampa and right at the half there I mean that was obviously a terrible defensive scheme there was should not have been man-to-man leave a guy in island to fail there for me it's just I want to see some more intensity I feel like the defense made great strides last year but I feel like with the intensity of this coach has sounds like that's already bleeding down to the players and I feel like if we can just do some of the things we did good last year but throw in a little bit extra run defense and maybe a few more turnovers this defense has a chance to go from okay to pretty damn good good. Top 10's pretty good. We need to see some bigger plays, bigger turnovers and big spots and get stops when we need, them. we need them in the big time crunch time plays. I think, you know, sky's the limit for this defense, especially if some of these younger guys like Slayton that we've talked about and Stokes and maybe even Josh Jackson and, and Campbell, the new guy, can contribute. I think they definitely have the opportunity of be a better defense than they were last year.
0: Man, all I know, gentlemen, is we're back. We're talking about football on <laughs> the Packer Backer podcast and the Packers are practicing. They're about to throw on the pads in a couple days. I'm so excited for this 2021 season. I mean, obviously there's a ton of unknowns still going to have this, this drama probably lingering throughout the season on, will he be back again after this year? What are the Packers going to do? They're $50 million over the cap already, which is basically Aaron Rodgers. So that story's not going to go away. You know, the Tay story is not going to go away. Z1 and extension is not, not going to go away. But the one thing I do from Firmly believe is this is a Super Bowl contender. So we're gonna be watching some really good football guys. We have an amazing schedule. I'm super pumped to be back at it, man. Y'all got any final thoughts you want to throw
3: out to the people? Yeah, family night Saturday, less than a week away. Start pads Tuesday. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how family night goes. I know it's kind of just a glorified practice. It still gets cool to see them do a little bit of hitting and stuff. So I'm excited for family night. It's a good way to kick off the actual preseason. Get to see the guys in in some game situations.
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing in the preseason, at least initially to see what Jordan Love does. I'd like to see how he performs just to know what we have. He's the biggest, he's the biggest X factor in terms of the future, the next five years of the Packers. And hopefully we have Rodgers. We never know. And so that's why I think preseason is actually exciting this year because of Jordan Love.
0: The summer of love. It really is. I mean, the kid didn't get a camp last year. He didn't get anything. No preseason games. No no mini camps. No nothing. Basically a rookie. If you look at it, last year was pretty much a redshirt year for Jordan Lofts. I think the league's going to be watching him. Because if he struggles, their front office, they're going to be trying to extend Aaron Rodgers. I don't care what anybody says. (laughs) They don't want that egg on their face, which it would be kind of late at that point. If he lights it up, it just makes that conversation a lot different. I'm
2: looking forward to training. Camp, we didn't get to see training camp last year. We didn't get Hopefully to see Hopefully, we get
0: up there. Yes, yeah, at
2: least at least for a day. I want to at least get up there a day. I would love to. Yeah, I would love to. I don't know if it's going to work out. Work's kind of kicking my ass right now. what your job, dude. YOLO, uh, that, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Brett, don't quit your job, please.
2: <laughs> Rob, Rob, <laughs> about to say, Rob might want me to, but sure no,
0: really I nice don't, beautiful I house you quit,
1: just bought, Brett. Brett knows Sugar when, Mama. Brett knows. Brett knows when I say this, we don't want anybody quitting our job right now. No. It's
2: super super busy, but no, it's like I, I would love to get up there just to kind of see what, what everything is. You you only get snippets of the media of like what's going on. I'd love to see it live. I mean, it's training camp. I love watching it he doesn't really care for training camp that much. But the thing I love about it is you get to see players that you won't see for the next 18,
0: 19, 20 weeks. That's that nerding out shit, man. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I love
3: looking at the second and third guys. It really it speaks to how good your team really is. See, I like the preseason. I love the preseason games because you get to see the second, third, fourth trainers. Guys you never hear of. Now, if I lived in Green Bay, dude, I'd be at train. I would quit my job. I'd be at the damn field every day being like, "Go! To- I'm not going to work today. I'm sick for Tuesday through Thursday every week until this date. <laughs> I'm taking notes. But, you know, being up here, it's tough for me now. I used to get Fox 11 out of Green Bay up here, so I would see the daily training camp reports. So now I got to go online and do all that stuff. So I know if this, you know, we do have the internet up here. So yeah, I got to, I just got to get more exposure to training camp. But I, as a kid, we used to go down every year to the Packers training camp, and it's a blast. Like you get up close and personal with these players as they're riding their bikes across the street and stuff. It's a blast. It's, seriously a, a great experience every Packer fan out there if you've never been to training camp practice do it you will not regret it
2: you know one thing I didn't touch on with Cobb is last year there was a lot of jet sweeps receiver coming out of the backfield with Tyler Irvin. When he got hurt, they tried moving Aaron Jones into that position, and he, he struggled. They signed Tavon Austin. He didn't do shit, but fumble. Having Rodgers and Cobb on the offense. Yeah, they got two oh, guys that are yeah, built to do that stuff. Getting a little mini-chub right now, thinking about like what we're going to be doing to defenses. It's going to be, it, it, there might be some abuse going on, some illegal shit, what would be illegal in some states because of how bad it will be, but it's going to be so fun to watch. The create Creativity in Lafleur's offense. This isn't uh, Mike McCarthy's offense where you have all the weapons and it's super vanilla. This is going to be fun. Like getting receivers open. We saw that uh, versus the Rams with Ramsey jumping up and down because of the creativity of that play. Get Adams open. There wasn't anyone around five yards from him. Amari Rodgers and Cobb are in this offense. Oh man, it, it, it's, it's going to be electric. And it's it, it, we we may see an offense put up more points than we've ever seen ever.
1: Yeah, the play calling. Brett The yep. play calling options That, that Lafleur has now are, Is going to be great And also the audible options For yeah. Rodgers yeah. yeah
2: There's not going to be A fall off You're not going to he, he designed a scheme Around a player That player went down And they didn't have Anyone to fill that role
1: Nope Now they have they, to
0: now they have two. It's... I it, love uh, it. Gotta yeah. love it. It's funny because even, even Coach LaFleur and his presser, they asked him about that. They asked him, they were like, are you worried Cobb's going to take away Amari's rep? Are you ex- more excited to be able to scheme up things for both of them and he, he pretty much said there are things that Mari's going to be better at than, than Randall and, and vice versa. He's like mm-hmm. so we will have things for both of them so he's already thinking about it and teaming up things and, and preparing packages for both of the players. I think that's exciting. We got the right coach for it and I love having the two guys because like you said they did try a little of everything to try to replace that that swerve role and just didn't work.
2: And then it w- Dylan and Jones, they'll be on the field together at times. They're talking about splitting Jones out someplace
0: and have Dylan back there. You gotta respect Aaron Jones as a receiver. All that does is spread more people out and give way more room for that freaking freight train to run. So, okay. so <laughs> it's but, smart. It's good. It's actually smart football.
2: Yeah. So going back to my my statement I made earlier in the uh, podcast about people complaining about Roger Cobb being back, he's washed up. They don't understand really like. All the intangibles getting him is going to bring to the Packers. It's super exciting. The more I talk about it, the more I think about it, and it's just like, damn.
0: Well, that's been fun, gentlemen. I don't think there's really much else for us to talk about for this episode. We're back at it. We're super excited. The season is upon us, man. I mean, this weekend, we are going to have football. The Hall of Fame game is, what, next weekend? This coming up next weekend already. We're going to have football every single weekend from – you know this coming up weekend, uh, all the way through the Super Bowl. Hey,
2: Just, yeah, I buddy. apologize in advance. You're not going to see me for the next six months. <laughs> she's not. I sad. I love you. No, I no, love you. I oh, she's sad. Oh, Oh, Bowl. Oh,
0: oh, 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 yeah. oh, she throwing and shit. Like, go, go, go Cubs, go Cubs. Fuck you. Oh, you get to go pack, go. Go pack, go. Go pack, go. Bucks and six. I fucking love it, Dex. All right, Joe. All right, later. See
2: you guys.